And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. Have a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Dobbo's having never heard that before. Haven't you? Bit of a chuckle. What, okay. have, what have you never heard before? A CBF dinner, which is a can't be effed dinner. I'd be fothered. Okay, yes, I had one of those last night. It was an absolute classic CBF dinner, which I don't, yeah, I really can't be bothered with dinner. If there was mm. one meal I could miss, I just really could get rid of dinner because I just don't want, really want to make it. Go. Classic potato gems in yes. the air fryer. Yes. <laughs> had a half a bag of potato gems. <laughs> Chuck them in the air fryer. Great. <laughs> Off they go. I found a bag of frozen vegetables, so I put them in the microwave. Tin of chili tuna. <laughs> Open that. There wasn't enough broccoli in the bag of uh, frozen veg, so I got some fresh broccoli. Cut that up. Microwaved it. That was my dinner. <laughs> See, I would and have I, just gone with the potato gems. I kept the potato gems separate so they didn't go soggy from the from the. So I had them last. Really they were salt like, and vinegar on them. Yep. No vinegar. I just put salt on. They were actually oh, delicious, and I was very impressed with my CBF dinner. That sounds a little bit like a. I can only be a little bit, little bit effed, dinner yeah. Because I honestly thought you were going to stop at the potato chips. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was it. I like, and you went, oh, veggies, oh, broccoli, oh, okay, oh, that's actually okay. It actually looks. I did try. Like I did that. try. I have a CBF dinner, um, and it happened on Monday night after with my teeth. I went home. I just had a cup of Maggi noodles. Oh, yeah. You know what I did? I added grated cheese to it <laughs> and Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Bloody beautiful. Chicken, the chicken ones? Just, no, the beef cup. Sorry. It was a beef cup. So I got the beef cup, then I grated a bit of cheese, put it into a bowl, mixed it all up, and then put Tabasco sauce on it. Cheese? I've never cheese heard of that. Cheese with Maggi noodles. Wow. I've never heard that. That is. That's Andrew Small, Dr. Andrew Small, that's my cardiologist. Foul. I hope you're not <laughs> yeah, That's, that's foul. That's proper foul. Well, mate. Grated to... cheese over a beef. Two-minute noodles yes. with Tabasco sauce. Yes. I used to eat at school Bloody beautiful. the um, chicken noodles dry, so no thing. Oh, and but that the, was a great it snack. It was delicious. I like that. What, I, have you got a CBF? I, these days, the family CBF meal is um, tuna pesto pasta. Oh, right? I like that. And it's and because you're just cooking the pasta, you literally um, spoonful of pesto, stir it around, Tin of tuna it's in. actually really good. My kids love it, so yep. it's a great family CBF meal. Yeah. Back in the day, pre-family though, my CBF meal, I shouldn't be throwing stones at Dobbo's CBF meal because this was pretty foul. <laughs> it was a tin of baked beans, heated up, hot, and then you'd put a tin of tuna in it. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah. And, but you'd salt and pepper the crap out of it as well. need it? Flavor. Oh, yeah. Baked beans are salty. It was, oh, they're kind of sweet. It, it was in my penny-pinching days travelling around Europe. Um, look, you got your fibre. You got a bit of omega-3 in there. <laughs> Good on you. Wouldn't go back to it in a hurry. <laughs> Maybe we could make a CBF meal for each other Maybe one day. Maybe we could. <laughs> Enjoy your potato gems. Yesterday on the show, we discussed the NRL draw because the big talking point is this Battle of Brisbane conflict with River Fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. How they've managed to allow this to happen with one of the biggest tourism events that the city of Brisbane has every year with River Fire. It's a wonderful spectacle. We'll be directly competing with one of the biggest games of sport the city will see all year. And and that's the Battle of Brisbane. That's the Dolphins taking on the Brisbane Broncos. And 
the thing about it is they could have had it on Friday night. They could have had it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. No, they've got it at 5.30 when River Fire starts at 7 p.m. Mm. So anybody going to the Battle of Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium won't be able to go to River Fire. Yep. It's also the busiest night for public transport in the world. <laughs> in the world. Well, in Brisbane. In the centre of Brisbane, it's where it is. Well, Dobbo's wound up about it. Let's see how a man who is directly impacted by it, the CEO of the Dolphins, joins us. Friend of the show, Terry Reader. Terry, how fired up about this are you? Thanks for having me, everyone. Uh, I probably not as fired up as Dobbo is, and we've had a bit of time to get, to come to terms with it. But it is the biggest game of club football in the whole of the NRL, and that's we already proved that from last year um, with the games. But the most disappointing thing is it's its own event with a whole build-up for the week, and so is Riverfire. And the fact that we've got those two massive events happening the same week is is not the ideal thing for football, but also for the Riverfire event. I mean, it's it is it is a bit disappointing, but we're going to see it as a positive and make the best of it. At any point. Did anybody from the NRL even flag that River Fire was on or speak to you or the Brisbane City Council? No. Um, the draw process isn't, isn't quite like that. You, you know, it's a challenging thing for them and there's venue availabilities and then there's also the broadcast agreement and who has what. And believe it or not, the other element that makes this more difficult, the two Battle of Brisbane, because they're such big games, Channel 9 gets the first one and Fox gets its standalone, the second one each year. That's how the deal has been done for the broadcasters for that game because of the significance and what it means. And uh, that probably creates the other issue because it falls in the last five rounds of the season, which is simulcast on Channel 9 for the main Saturday night game. It had to be at 5.30. Uh... So it's only on Fox, which has added another layer of... Uh, Difficult because Channel Nine's a broadcaster of River Fire. So, oh, of course, <laughs> and they'll be rushing away at seven thirty to get to the Sharks and Warriors, which happens to be the seven thirty game on Channel Nine. Oh, yeah, there's all those things that, that go into it, and so it's not ideal. But the best way to describe it is we've got a year almost to get ready for it. And um, I've already spoken to um, Charlie Cush, the boss of River Fire, and we're going through the different channels about how we can actually incorporate the game into it and make the best of it and whether we start the, uh, you know, the flyovers happen just before kickoff and we might even start at start at the, the halftime of the game. But there is a romantic part of it. You know, the biggest game of club football in Brisbane with the River Fire all being on the same night. So there's a, there is that part of it. Um, so we can all come together and make it work. It could be bigger than a wonderful event, but uh, it's going to probably be a little bit easier said than done. That could be quite good. You could mm. work with River Fire, like not it. against it. But Terry, do you think this is going to have an impact on the crowds? Do you think it's going to be a reduced number? Uh, any of the corporate spaces going to be reduced for this game? Uh, well, that's not the intention. It's still, I think whatever way you look at it, it's still the biggest game in, in club football, and it is in the whole NRL, let alone here in Brisbane. And um, we're on first, so, so you'd like <laughs> to think people are going to want to go. And what you've got to remember is, who knows where our two teams are at that stage? You know, we're, you know, obviously the Broncos finished like they did last year, and uh, we've had a good first year, and we've strengthened our squad significantly. And we both expect to be in there um, when the whips are cracking at the end there. So it could be one of the biggest games of the season anyway. And, you know, people are going to love it and want to be a part of it. So we're not, we're not thinking like that. We're thinking they want to buy it and we've got a year to get ready. It's not till the second last round. Terry, Wayne Bennett's final season as head coach of the Dolphins and then Christian Wolf takes over next year. Lots of people talking that, you know, he's going to go on and the 18th team are going to go after him. Are you confident he's going to be there in 25? 
what I think I've said this before, and you've heard Wayne talk, and he hasn't decided whether he wants to coach anymore. Um, he he'll decide that as the year goes on, and there probably will be a lot of noise. But um, you know, Wayne and I have had a, had a conversation about it. There's a job here for him, and what that looks like. But he's got to decide whether he wants to coach and what happens. Um, and he won't know that until we get close to the end of the year. So yeah, but are uh, you confident? Are him. you confident that he's going to be there in 25? That was the question. Oh, yes, I am. I think he'll have some involvement with our club in 25. So uh, that's the plan. And But we'll have to see, as he's always said, he'll decide when he's had enough coaching. He'll see how he feels at the end of the year and what, what happens. So no doubt a lot written and a lot said over the next uh, 12 months as we get, count down to that. But um, he will finish as head coach. And, you know, Wayne was a big part of how we put that together when we won the bid and brought him in and he wanted to, you know, carefully pick who would be his successor, and we did that together and had a smooth transition and built up a bit, fair bit of credibility and stability in our club of what's happening over the next five years, and Wayne's been a big part of that. Terry Reid, a friend of the show, CEO <laughs> of the Dolphins. We cannot wait for next year's NRL season. It can't come quick enough. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to you soon. No, thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Good you. on your ledge. But this is a first for this show. It is. And, uh, We're... Uh, we're just we checking because no Janine, yeah, uh, do. Dobbo's horse, is set to race very shortly in Mackay, Dobbo. Uh, this is a horse that you're yeah. heavily involved in. Yeah, she, um, look, I own I own Janine and she's a, a great horse mm. and um, she's just about to jump out of Mackay. It's 1,050 metres. Uh-huh. Uh, the Ladbrokes Odd Surge Classic <laughs> Handicap. She's won three from three, but she's got a big weight on her. It is, uh, it is the worst name horse I've ever heard. Janine. It's well, a terrible name. Horse. I feel like if I was going to name a horse, I'd like to call it Stubby Cooler. Yeah. Um, Great name for a horse. Or Shake It Like a Polaroid Pitcher. Very hard for the race course. Yeah, that's what I'm shake making. Shake It Like it a hard. Polaroid Pitcher. Pitcher coming around and Stubby that. Cooler, yes, uh, on the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Around the outside. We saw that you had a crack at calling the Melbourne Cup the other week, Dobbo, yeah, with zero I, preparation. I've, I've never been able to call Janine. We're just going to um, drop in on Mackay as a racetrack to yeah. see. 27.30. Looks like they're still getting things organised there, but uh, this is it just you in on this horse, Janine? No, me and my great mate Spencer Morgan and his right. brother Godfrey, um, Godfrey. and everybody Godfrey. who's been involved. Godfrey, his brother, um, yeah, and another mate person. of mine, Chubby Atwell, um, and we're going for four from four. So, Chubby Godfrey, <laughs> Chubby Atwell. Godfrey yeah. Morgan, Spencer your Morgan. Mates myself. have got better names than your horse. Yeah, we should call yeah. it. Chubby Godfrey. So, Janine, uh, so it's only, a, only, how old is Janine as a horse? Two-year-old. Two-year-old, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, geez, I wish they'd run this race on time. Yeah, are they uh, in the gates or what are they doing? How are they looking? Miss Reinhardt Denham's with the men. They're a bit. Janine sets up for the judge with a break of a neck. Oh, this is it. This is it. Oh, Janine's racing. Turn it up. It's racing now. Harvest has pulled out deep. Janine in front, but she's under a bit of pressure. Uh-oh. Going to it, Chatsy. Harvest to the outside, Janine. Come on, whip her home, Dom. No, don't whip it. Chatsy, trying hard at Encourage. Janine's edging away the last little bit. What? Certainly again, when you're hot, you're hot. Janine first, Chatsy second. You beauty! Four from four, baby. Are you serious? I can only give people some advice. That is four from four from the beautiful Janine. Just want to get him a guy. She are was we, the favourite. Are but... we witnessing a black caviar type? <laughs> I wouldn't go that Pony far. Four here? from four. Four from four. Um, that's really good. That's made my day. Um, another mm-hmm. win for the beautiful mayor. Unbelievable. Would have been nice, Lisa, if he'd given us the heads up. You, you know. wouldn't have bet on it anyway. No, you're right. So why <laughs> are you complaining? <laughs> 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 Here comes the money. Show me the money. Show me. Ninety dollars. 
Triple M Rush Hour's Garage Sale Challenge. The Garage Sale Challenge. The Triple M Rush Hour Garage Sale Challenge. We've, last week we started this. We were given $50 each to spend. Dobbo, you, you spent yours early on fuel, but that's okay. We got you another $50 <laughs> yeah. so that you could spend it. Fuel by <laughs> that wouldn't have even covered half of it. But anyway, we went to garage sales in our local areas and we picked up what we could for $50. The rules were pretty simple. You could spend up to the $50. You could get as many items as you like so long as you didn't go over. And we're going to have them valued tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've got a far lap plate. I've got a vinyl record. I've got a guitar, Dobbo. You've got a Cup fox and saucers tail. and a fox tail. Yep. Mm. But today is the day. It's finally Liam's turn to reveal what you bought at the garage sale. As you both know, I was in Sydney over the weekend, yeah. and I did spend part of Saturday rummaging around some garage sales in the Harbour City. You didn't go to Double Bay or anything? I was in the east. What? Not, the only not runs to in be the surprised. East. The only runs in the east. Couldn't get much for my dollar in the east of Sydney. No. But I got back here on Sunday and uh, went as far south as Benora Point. Technically, I went into New South Wales. I was found, There was a garage sale down there. I had a bit of a poke around in. Uh, found one in Eleanora, mostly clothes. Not much success, but then I went to the hinterland, and the hinterland is garage sale gold. I found my way to Reedy Creek, and the first item, I spent all $50. Good on you. So the first item I would like to present you both with, this was made, I believe. (laughs) This cost me $25. Oh, you've paid too much. (laughs) I haven't even said what it is yet, Lisa. You can see it, though, I know. I believe this was made bespoke. It's one of a kind, uh, and I believe this milk jug uh, of an English... Soldier, a palace guard, uh, is palace guard. was made to commemorate King Charles's coronation and simultaneously the death of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I is believe, it though? I, so it's not very old. <laughs> I believe it is. I what believe does it say well, on she the only died last year. It's it says it's genuine Staffordshire hand painted, oh. shorter and son, Ltd. England. It looks like pottery. Oh. So I I believe this is a uh, one of a kind. Jug, I believe. Good on you. I believe the palace guard. It was modelled on his name was Doug, <laughs> Doug the Jug, and I think uh, cost me twenty five dollars. I reckon tomorrow you'll find it's worth about a hundred. I you've, reckon it's going to be four x. You've paid too much. <laughs> <laughs> you've got another item under. It's not the greatest thing, but I, I get why you bought it. Yeah, I, quite attractive. It's cute. You're it's right. cute. You're right. I'll be honest. It's the teaser. It's the appetizer. You can see this on triple underscore triple m underscore rush hour Instagram page, can. can't you? If you want to you see can. them, you it's horrendous. What this have you got there? I'm is, frightened. I, this thing cost me $25, and I'm prepared to say it's priceless. I'm prepared to say that it has – you can't put a dollar value on this item. You sure? I believe <laughs> that someone's soul is inside oh, of this. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. Put it away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the eyes follow you. This has got to be the most terrifying thing. I've seen in my life. To give everybody an explanation. It's this old golden frame with this old lady in it, and it is old. What is she knitting? And she's knitting on a bench, a park bench, beside a lake of some sort. Could that be Centennial Park in Sydney? I'm going to say that's Melbourne. I'm going to say that's Albert Park. Albert Park. I'm going to say that looks with the palm trees. It looks like Albert Park to me. Um, That lady's eyes are freaky, and they're following me around the room. This cost me $25, and... Nikki, who I bought it from, literally, as she handed it to me, said, you might want to sage that when you get home. <laughs> what, bad energy? Oh, yeah. Get it away from she me. Was, I said, why have you got this? And she said, I don't know. It just somehow ended up in the garage with a whole other bunch of junk. Please take it away. I feel like my soul has been sucked out now, from, by that picture. This is one of those things where... I, 
I don't believe in your your haunted woo-woo stuff. You know you that. don't? But this painting's almost convinced me that this oh sort of God. stuff. Don't take the back off that because oh you will yeah, unleash a no, curse. No, there'd be a lot of bad things behind the back of that painting. We'll need to get Eric, our curse breaker, the Broncos oh, curse. The witch. We'll, need, the witch. we'll have to get yeah. him back in I to fix it. I don't even think Eric could fix this woman. Can this, you yeah. take that outside and burn it? Yes. I don't, know, I don't know if you can burn it. This is – anyway, my point is I think tomorrow you'll find that this is going to be worth – Heaps of cash. Sure. Yeah. Heaps of cash. Okay. Exactly right. That's how I spent my 50 Just bucks, guys. Outside. You've done well. I mean, hats off to you. It's bad. Um, <laughs> it's real bad. Did you haggle? <laughs> no, I couldn't be asked. No. I didn't either. No, neither I did I. I was no. too kind. I wanted to be an 11 out of 10 mm. customer. That's how much people pleaser I am. <laughs> Very rudely just been asked to remove one of my garage sale items from the studio. Because it's an atrocity. That's why. <laughs> it's... it's, it's there is 100% a soul trapped in that picture, and it's haunting everything. And for 25 bucks, I'd say that's a bargain. You name me another time you could buy a person's soul for 25 bucks. Can't put a price on you could also make a. You could almost make a movie out of that painting. It's so it's horrific. Terrifying. And I think The Conjuring is based off a yeah. painting like that. So oh, you know how much Dobbo and I love a haunting, but... I think I genuinely have a haunted item in my house and it's going to be my golf clubs. And I'm not just saying that because I had a terrible golf game with you guys the other day, but it is, I think, genuinely haunted. The other night I have brought my – so my golf clubs usually live in my garage and I've brought them in just because, you know, I don't want them broken into, I don't want them stolen or anything. So I brought them back inside. Totally fine for a couple of nights. And then just randomly one morning, 4.30 a.m., the whole thing collapsed. They have never once fallen over in the entire time that I've had these golf clubs for probably over 18 months now. Never fallen over. 4.30 a.m., the whole thing comes crashing Just down. Just collapses. Just totally know. collapsed. Golf clubs everywhere, like strewn across, like it had almost been thrown over. Not just, not just toppled over, thrown over. Somebody doesn't like you playing golf. No, I know. There's a spirit out there. There's, there's, yeah, there's a spirit out No, there's 100% Don't somebody. Don't encourage this. Why 4.30 in the morning? Why, 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 why not 2 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon? And you tell me why they just fall over. Somebody's pushed them over. An energy <laughs> or a spirit has pushed them over. I would also like to claim that my air conditioning oh, is also okay. haunted. Right. What's be- happened to the air conditioning? Because it likes to, at 2 a.m., likes to turn itself on. It goes beep, beep, and all the full blast air conditioning turns on. You've got a ghost in your house. And then it goes beep, beep, then it turns back s- off. That doesn't want her to be warm. Yeah, They're just playing. Like, They're mucking around. Golf. They're a friendly ghost. They don't like the golf, and then they just want to get her attention. My so they turn it on. wave has also turned on and off, and it likes to say, remove food. <laughs> and it does it at 2 a.m. Why are my items I'm so I'm telling haunted? you, Liam, Liam, you laugh as much as you want. Somebody's, Who pushed my golf clubs over? Somebody's no, living in the house. Somebody over. is living no, in the didn't. house with her. We just don't know. There is another spirit. That house is haunted. No I have question. haunted items. There is an entity in my house. Why do clocks always fall off the wall at 4 a.m.? Not my clocks because I don't have clocks, but they always do. You, 2 a.m. I, okay. I know we like to have a bit of fun. For the sake of the They're radio. Genuinely haunted. You, don't, I play really you don't seriously believe you have a ghost in your air conditioner, do you? Yes, I do. Because it's done it twice. Why does it just turn Why would on? It turn on, Liam. Just do the same. I of haven't it. turned it on before. It just turns it itself on. It goes for a you little bit can't... and then turns it off. I will cop people who take f- blurry photos late at night and say, look, that's a spirit in the corner. Oh, you'll cop that. I, I will I'm prepared to indulge those. Lunatics. Really? I am not. What I'm not prepared to put up with is you, Lisa Jones, a fully grown adult, 
saying that there are spirits living in items in your house. Yeah, yeah there is. Yep. My golf clubs in particular and my air conditioner. Item. Items. I'm with her. You don't even need to come to me. I'm with her on this 100%. Why 4.30? They've never fallen over before. Why do you have to do it at 4.30? Why would the, why would the air con go on in the middle of the night? Why would the microwave just beep and say, remove, remove food. food? Somebody's there, mate. Somebody's there. Items don't get haunted, guys. Okay. Yeah, they do. They don't. One triple three five three. And Tell me about your <laughs> no, haunted let's items. Haunted. Let's do haunted. I love this. Let's do. One triple three five three. Tell me your haunted items and I'm going to prove Liam wrong. There'll be people with haunted items, Nobody I tell calling. you. Yeah, there will. I'm going to wait, actually. I'm, I'd, normally, I go to an outbreak. I'm going to wait. One, triple, three, five, three. No Call now. Haunted items. Get, uh, gr- get yep. stuff, yep. Grant. Sarah, yep. no. Told ya. We're doing this next, apparently. Triple Indulge eight. us. Scott in the Grange. Tell us about your haunted item. Uh, it's not me. It's my daughter. She uh, craps herself about it. Her uh, fan has a light in it and the roof, and... Uh, I'll go. I'll get up in the middle of the night or whatever, and the lights on, and she's turned it off. It turns itself on. The fan will be on when she goes to sleep, and then it'll turn itself off. So, yeah, she believes in ghosts, but um, yeah, I don't. But she does. See Scott's daughter's something. Ghost looks after her too. Scotty, how old's your daughter? Eighteen. She won't go under the house and get the washing at night. Things like that. She's fully, fully believes it. There you go. Not not very bright. Well, well, she is. (laughs) She is, mate. And I'm telling you that now. Thanks, Scott. Tiffany from Flagstone, good afternoon. How are you? Good day, mate. Good, thanks. What's haunted? Uh, the, the things with the lights must be a running thing with the other <laughs> with the other side. We, about 12 months, probably last Christmas, I bought my husband, you know, um, those those um, flat acrylic lights that you can get from the cheapy gift shops that sit sure. on a little white cylindrical thing. Yep. I bought him one in the shape of a Mack truck because he's a truck driver. Oh, and, also, and also one of uh, Jack Daniel's bottle because Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, so we don't turn the, the things on. We sit them on the bar that sits just outside of the media room. I walk down that end of the house, nine times out of ten, that truck one flickers on. <gasps> well, I'll go into the media room, get something or other, come back out, and it's turned off. His grandfather passed away about 12 months prior, and I can't walk into that media room without just feeling... Feeling his present. Yeah, I'm not scared, but it's just that feeling like someone's watching 100%. and it's eerie as crap. And I've checked the batteries and they've died from turning on that many bloody times oh. and I've just packed them away. Oh, so they're not plugged in. They're battery operated. Yeah, and there's no sensors. So oh. There you go, Liam. Thank you, Tiffany. Grandfather's in there. Thank you, Have Tiffany. Have a good one, guys. Grandfather. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. Casey from Victoria Point, do you have anything haunted? <laughs> yes, um, not anymore. It was uh, my sister-in-law's. Uh, my sister-in-law was going through a bit of a tough time and uh, hitting the alcohol a little bit too hard. Um, her mum had her mum had passed, and it had been a couple months. And a family friend who is is a psychic medium, um, she happened to come around and she just sort of said, "Mum's mum's in the house, and mum is telling me you need to slow down with the drinking." She didn't know about her drinking, and my sister-in-law said, "No, no, no, I doubt it, I doubt it." Next thing they knew, she had just bought four new wine glasses and they were just rinsed and turned upside down in the sink. And uh, the, one of them, uh, the stem snapped off. Another one, the crack, a crack went up through the through it, and another one chipped. So all there went up. There you with, go. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, I'm oh, sorry. No. Oh, look, I think you it's wonderful. These stories. I think it's wonderful that that Casey's <laughs> sister has found a way to to overcome her problems and deal with her grief. I think it's great. I am not copping haunted wine glasses. I am. I am not <laughs> copping haunted wine glasses. Right, well, I am, and and you're right. 
it was kind of like saying, no, no, you can have the one glass, not the four. So, yep, yep, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. That, thank you, Casey. Thank, <laughs> thank you for you. sharing that with us. Insightful. Sarah from Highland Park, good afternoon. How are you? Hello, crew. I'm well, and yourself? All right. Now, you are part of a very, very important group. Um, we are. We are Gold Coast Paranormal Research and Investigation. Oh, my God. Do you want and to come to my house? <laughs> If you would like to have us there, we'd love to come. We'll find oh, out what's going on for you. Yes, please. Oh, my yep. God, I would love we'll, that. You know what? We'll I, come and check it out. Sarah, I'd also like you to go around to Currumbin to a mate person's house and just get the uh, ghosts out of that house Just to as see well. if he's got a soul. There's no ghosts in my house. There's no ghosts in your house. Thank you, Sarah. Real. The invitation is always welcome, please. Do you, get, do you oh, find, thank you. I'm more than happy to do it for you. I've got to ask you, Sarah, just quickly. Do you, do you find oh. that this is a common thread throughout the southeast? It's a common thread across the world. Mm. Um, you know, I've been dealing with this since I was four years old. So um, it's sort of just been a natural progression into it as an adult. And what appears to be haunting and spooky to other people is completely normal for me. Mm. Um, so, you know, unless it's nasty, talk to them. Mm. Ask them what they want. Um, <laughs> Please, you know, if you start talking to your golf clubs, we're going to have a problem. No, it's she the does. fan. It's oh. keeping me cool. This is very real, Liam. This is very real. This is honestly very real. It is, yeah. Just quiet your mind and ask them if you can help them and what it is that you want. Sometimes you might just get a thought pop in your head and that could be the answer. Sometimes that's all it is. Thank you. Sometimes it's a relative who's trying to get a message across and let you know that they're there. Um, Sometimes they're already in the house when you move in and it's got nothing to do with you at all. So there's there's any number of reasons that they could be there. Oh, Sarah, thank you. Thank you for calling in, Sarah. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, once welcome. again, thanks, Sarah. We prove we prove this little shallow, narrow-minded person wrong. I think this uh, spirit might be telling me that Liam's a, uh, you know, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It might be. <laughs> saying, don't listen to him. Uh, listen, um, a couple of weeks ago, Liam came up with a comment that the gravity of the stupidity <laughs> still hasn't resonated with all of us yet. Here is what Liam said around eggs and dairy. Yeah. sent me the ingredients, told me it only added eggs and water. So we put all that. We go there. We do the cake. But isn't, aren't eggs dairy? No. Ooh. Are really? you serious? Eggs, milk. Liam. Liam. That comes out of a cow. One comes out of a chook. That, put that idiot register <laughs> next week. That's straight away. I'm just like, basing but, it on where you buy it. Picking up. Yeah, yeah. Basing on where you pick it up at in the grocery the, in store. The grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> anyway, uh, a lady who I've spoken to many, many times before reached out to me, Kay Tomerup from Tomerup Dairy Farms out in the scenic rim. And tomorrow is National Ag Day. And so Queensland Farmers Federation are putting a pop-up in the middle of Brisbane CBD to let people like yourself, Liam... Um, and there's lots of them out there in Brisbane. No, a little bit about where cows, where milk comes from, where eggs come from. Don't so, make me sound like I anyway, know where eggs. Well, I, all I know is that Kay, who is a friend of mine, reached oh. out to me the other day and said that her son Harry had heard the conversation and that you are more than welcome to go out to their farm or go down tomorrow to the CBD to find out exactly where mm-hmm. Dairy and eggs come from, and they're two separate things. I've got Kay joining us this oh, afternoon right. from uh, Tummer Up Farms, Dairy Farms in the Scenic Room. Kay, 
Good afternoon. Firstly, can you believe this bloke and the comments that he made only a couple of weeks ago? I tell you what, we absolutely howled. We sat around as a family and howled with laughter. It's a very interesting comment. Is Ag Day so fantastic for idiots like Liam to try and teach them that an egg comes from a chicken's bum and that milk comes from a cow's udder? Yes. Is that what Ag Day is good for? Come on down, Liam. Come on down. <laughs> we'll give you a demonstration Kay, if you like. In my defence, how? In my defence, and I say this to you, son Harry, as well. You you pick the eggs up right next to all the other dairy in the shop. Yes. I don't know. I don't. Eggs come from a very separate place on my farm well, to where the milk comes from. I blame the supermarket. <laughs> but this is why Ag Day is so important tomorrow, and it's not. And I mean this genuinely. It's not only to promote how important agriculture is to this nation, but it's for people. And I, and I say this with the deepest respect, Liam. Growing up, people used to have a cousin or a friend at a farm, and they used to go out there on holidays. That doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. My papa was a dairy farmer. Yeah. And so now, <laughs> this is what the Queensland Farmers Federation are doing tomorrow. This pop-up in Brisbane in the CBD, it is about showing people, just giving them a little bit of knowledge, Kay. It is, absolutely. And we've got free food. Come oh. on down, try some ice cream. You can try some beautiful Queensland produce. Is it dairy free? Doesn't get any better. <laughs> Watch it, Liam. Watch it, mate. <laughs> hey, will you have any cows there that you can practice milking or anything? Oh, no, not okay. in the middle of the CBD. But That's look, okay. as I said, Liam, come on down to the farm and I'll give you a personal demo of what happens. <laughs> can we make – how far away – look, I'm going to look into this. Yeah, this might have to be a show road trip. Yeah, this would be a road trip. We and might it's have to do a rush hour road trip yes. to Tummerup Dairy Farm. It's in the centre room, just out of Ipswich. So, Need to get to the yeah. bottom of this whole week, not time. being dairy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Still not convinced. Uh, Kate Tummerup from Tummerup Dairy Farm, thank you for your personal invitation. Thanks for joining us on the rush hour. Tomorrow, National Ag Day happening in the, the Brisbane CBD. People can come and get involved. Yes, 11 till 3. Come on down. Oh, Love to go. meet you. Your city slickers like me. Yeah, learn a thing <laughs> or two. Kate Tumrup, thanks for your time on the Rush Hour. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. The ODI World Cup has hit the pointy end. Last night, India went to town on New Zealand on this beautifully curated pitch that they asked for specifically. It was doctored. Uh, it was a dead track. It, it was, was an absolute... absolute dead track, and they scored 392 runs or thereabouts, just shy of 400. Virat Kohli was spectacular. Uh, we need to talk about Australia's chances tonight in the ODI semi-final against South Africa. We are joined by the host of Willow Talk, the best cricket podcast in the business on the listener app, Adam Peacock. Good afternoon, Adam. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you? Wonderful, mate. Geez, we've got some history with South Africa and World Cup semi-finals and finals. It's quite ironic that it comes down to tonight's game, but the history it is just—it's quite unbelievable that we're in this situation and it's South Africa that we face. Yeah, and and South Africa have got some horrible history at this stage, having <laughs> never won a, a World Cup semi-final. At, at a men's World Cup, but um, I mean the, the famous one were the, the games in 1999 with the Herschel Gibbs thing, and then the late run out. And you know, history, history is one thing, but I just get the feeling that this time around, South Africa are, are, a, are a different commodity. Um, they know us backwards, having played a five-match series just before the World Cup. We played during the World Cup. Um, I wouldn't say they've got our number, but they've got a, a way of beating us, um, and it's their middle order. They can hit the ball like 
like into the other suburb, <laughs> not just out of the ground. So yeah, that they got some real power through their middle order, and and that's where we're going to have to be really good today, as well as getting Quint McCock at the the top of the order out cheaply. You can never discredit any team that you're playing against, and you can never underestimate them. So I think South Africa will be great, even if we win this uh, game. I think it's going to be challenging against oh. India. I mean, the pitch is perfectly <laughs> set up for India. Is it going to yep. be an incredibly tough ask if we get it to the final? Oh, big style. India India have done what we did in 2003 and 2007 and, and gone through undefeated. Um, and they're, they're our two best, our greatest World Cup sides, um, those great sides of, of the middle 2000s. But, yeah, India, I, I just, guys, I can't work out why they needed to go down this path of, like, ask, like, obviously something's gone on. We don't know the, the depth of it about the pitch, about uh, whether or not, because they, they used a used pitch instead of a brand new mm. deck last night. They used a used pitch, and we're understanding that the pitch they're using tonight, they're saying that it's going to be a used pitch as well. Maybe that's a case of, oh, well, we're not playing favourites here. We're doing it for both games <laughs> after the bit of controversy around it. But I, I, I don't know why India need to get involved in any of this, like no. any, any skullduggery, if you want to call it that, or any kind of thought that they need anything other than like at the moment they can play on anything from a mattress to a pane of glass <laughs> like, they're, they're that good yeah. in India at the moment so it's it's just a weird old story. Can I just ask you one thing Adam and, and obviously you talked about the South African lineup and the middle order and, and everything like that you forget that we've got Maxwell and Marsh and, and throw in David Warner there as well and th- their form has been sublime. Yeah definitely and, and when we get going um, like it, it, Australia's mantra is let's try and be number for 100 after 10 with, with Davey and Travis War, uh, Travis Head up the top of the order and then Mitch Marsh comes in and then they settle a bit. I think they'll play Marnus. I don't, I don't know if the team's already out yet. I haven't checked, but I think Marnus gets a nod ahead of Stein. It's just to balance up that middle order. And then you're right with, with Maxi who, um, let's be honest, if he's if he's going to go and knock himself out in a golf course and then go out and play like that, he can do it every time he plays with that, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, we've got firepower, which you need in the modern game. I mean, no longer is 300, holy moly, you're home in a one day. or It's, it's, it's almost got to the case where it's 400 is the only safety net. So... Yeah, those guys need to fire tonight, definitely. That was the question, Mark, heading into tonight's game. There's some weather off the coast uh, of India at the moment, and there was some thought that if that if it was going to be a weather-affected game, maybe they should be rolling with Marcus Stoinis if it's going to be a reduced overs affair because of his power yeah. hitting. But, Adam, let's be real. You can't send an Australian team into a semi-final without a Queenslander. And if, Mar- if Marnus isn't picked, this is a team okay. devoid of Queenslanders. Yeah, well... Okay. <laughs> Enough said. Enough I, said. I, 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 I just, like, God's sakes, we're six months away from State of Origin. Let's not go down. <laughs> uh, Adam Peacock, friend of the show, host of Willow Talk. If you love your cricket and you're not listening to Willow Talk on listening, you're missing out. There was a ripping episode just gone up with uh, Alyssa Healy, your mate, oh, Lisa. I love Alyssa. Sitting there talking to her husband, Mitchell Stark, across the other side of the world via Zoom. Love it. That was that was odd sitting in between. Hads and I were like an old married couple. Sometimes we're just looking at each other, going, "Oh, this is fun." Okay, yeah. let, them, uh, let them have the discussion. Go so, and check good. it out. It's a lot of fun if you love your cricket. Uh, Adam, always a pleasure. Enjoyed tonight's game, and he's hoping we're talking about Australia in the final v India tomorrow. Here, here, guys, have a river. Rush hour, Triple M. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo.